You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much, as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 979 ESPN Radio. Headliner questions forthcoming. Before we get to them, I thank our friends at Birch Orthodontics. Loyal, steadfast, rock solid, trustworthy, dependable. Dr. Heather K. Birch and their friends at Birch Orthodontics, that's what they are. Also elite at what they do. Also, you ride or die, you're day one. Boom! Any anything you want, any any of the hip young sayings you want to use, because they were there from the beginning during the uh, the rougher times and through the whole Willie Taggart era. Never stopped. Never oh. stopped supporting the show. Never no. stopped supporting the program. Nope. Um, and uh, yeah, and my youngest actually has an appointment tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. It's always good. It's a good chance to go talk to Doctor Birch after a win, which I haven't had too many opportunities to do over the last couple of years. <laughs> this is the biggest win of the Doctor Birch era. It is. I- I may swing by there on my way home today and just kind of say, listen, I don't have an appointment or anything. I just want to say hi to Dr. Birch after a win. Kind of Give her a fist you. bump. Just give her yeah. a fist bump well, and then walk I'll out. I'll have a mask on. I'll give her a little fist bump and we'll move on. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's not a bad idea. Because of the social distancing, you when you arrive now for an appointment, yeah, you got to call it. You gotta like text them, hey, we're here. You you could just text with, like about 5 o'clock, hey, uh, no appointment today, but uh, tell Dr. Birch I'm in the parking lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I pull up and go, tell Dr. Birch to come out. And then yeah, when yeah. They, go, they say, who are you? And say, I told you to tell Dr. Birch to come out here. Yeah, that's, that's the I way don't to know do it. That, that might be frowned upon. <laughs> Probably. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Mike writes, just another thought for you guys. Maybe when you all get a chance, you can ask Mike Norvell if he thinks it benefited him to watch the Miami game from home. There's been a lot of talk about the turnaround we've seen each week since that debacle. So maybe it was good for him to see what we were all seeing on the field from both coaches and players and not being able to change anything at the time. I wonder if he was yelling at the TV as loud as we all were. 
I think he I think he saw what he saw. I, you know what was a cool comment yesterday, Corey, and I think you guys mentioned it on Wake Up, was when he said those silly penalties and those dumb things that they those dumb mistakes they make. He said, I want to say they're uncharacteristic, but they're actually characteristic of what we've done and what these teams have done here recently. I thought that was cool. I've never heard a coach say that. Like they always call them uncharacteristic penalties. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. He's like, no, that's that's kind yeah. Of who he we said, are. unfortunately, they are characteristic of how we played early in the season, and then he added, and it's characteristic of how these guys have played exactly. for a while now, essentially. And we're not arguing with that because so, you got to slap that stuff out of them, man. Not physically. You've got to find a way for these guys to quit doing ass stuff. That'd be nice. Am I allowed to I, say that? What yeah. dumbass stuff? Yeah. You can say dumbass stuff. Okay, good. But the, but the, but I you think say the, dumbass stuff every week. The people don't know. We work on that delivery for 10 minutes the before best, the show started. The best part of that was the fact that we're on zoom. Cause we can't be in the studio right now. Although yeah. at some point, man, we got to get back in the studio. But anyway, looking at Jeff's face as he set it up before with the question, what dumbass stuff, like he already had it in his oh, face. I was, I was ready to roll. I was waiting for him to see it. Like he knows where this is going. He just served one up. I didn't. I was blindsided. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. But but to the guy's question, I think that my revelation needed to start flipping the culture. I like him a lot too. I, I he has been a, a joy to watch. I don't disagree with that. And Jordan Travis is uh, my answer, by the way. He says, "Well, Damian Webb." I, Jordan Travis is my answer. I like watching him more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah if, if you had a James Blackman at quarterback, Ladamian Webb would be getting hit four yards in the backfield every play. You know, yeah. Yeah. Just... But Ladamian Webb is good, really he good is. and tough. Yeah. And both those guys are tough. And I don't think it's just that they get yards; it's how they get yards um, that you know. If, again, infect infects the entire team, the way what, they play and the way they run. And don't you think, because I think right now, what's ex, what's being exposed right now, because the offensive line's competent, as you said, Alex Atkins is doing a great job. The LaDamian Webb, Jason Corbin's an honest, gives you an honest day's work. Tofili's an explosive player, didn't play much in this game. And then Jordan Travis, it's really shining a light now on the wide receivers. They've made a couple of plays here and there, but they really have to be more consistent. And if they well, are, yeah. that, now you're talking. Because well, you that, got to play right on. at the beginning of the game where you have a read option. And they don't run a ton of read option, but there's a read option there. And he, he, he options to throw the ball, and it hits Ontario Wilson in the hands, and my man drops the football. I mean, like, that's stuff that you can't afford to do because they always have to operate ahead of the chains in order for this yeah. system to work. And if you're dropping first downs or eight yard gains, we're going to have a problem here, my man. That's why I hope they can just survive until Terry gets back. Cause I think he's dependable in that way when he's bought in. Uh, but it is a chance for some of the other guys to grow. I need Jordan young to take a step forward. You know, there've got to be some guys who start to play with more consistency. I, you know, I do love that they scheme these things open and it's all predicated on Jordan Travis's ability to run the ball and defenses having to respect it. But at some point, again, we're going to see adjustments where they know what's coming and they're going to say, no, we're not giving you that, you know. And, and so they'll let's, turn let's, him into yeah. a pocket passer and then you're screwed. Well, and there's still going to be opportunities because you're going to have a lot of one-on-one -on -one coverage and things like that. But that's where the receivers have to make plays. Got to make I mean, plays. And that, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not letting eight beat me. I'm not letting 13 beat me. Let's see. Let's see six, 80, yeah. 83. Let's right. see those guys beat us. By the way, 
tell me we don't absolutely fall in love with that play where it's 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 sort of a a, a leak tight end out there with on third down where you roll oh. out Travis and then throws back to a walk on tight end. I got I almost took off my pants. I really got very excited on that play. They set it up so perfectly. It was awesome. Wide the hell open. I'm like, there you. There's more coaching, everybody. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks the like. Best, the best part about it was, like, as you're watching it unfold, it looked like you could almost see the mindset of, the, of Mike Norvell. Okay, Travis, get us two or three yards. Just give the punter a little bit more space to operate from. And it was the perfect time. Yeah. So it's not just like if it was in the middle of the field, you might think, okay, maybe they're going to pass it. But in that right. situation, you know he's just going to run it and get a couple yards. Yeah, he's just trying to get some yardage. And then Doesn't even want the first down. Some- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I bet you in that moment, Mac Brown's like, really? So this is what we're doing out here tonight? This is what's going to happen? I'm going to be 0-10? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, Chris writes, love the progress. You can see it every week. If these guys really apply themselves, they can be the groundwork of a big turnaround in history in the making. Yeah, and it's something that they have to understand that that's – kind of what they're playing for. If you're a junior or a senior and you're part of the solution, you're going to have to take great pride in the fact that you helped flip the culture on your way out the door. That's a big deal to me, though. It really is. I mean, we'll be forever indebted as fans and alumni uh, of the guys that were on the back end of their careers at Florida State who had gone through hell but still bought in late for a first-year coach and helped flip the culture. Now, the young guys, you're setting up your future, obviously. Would you? If so, if a guy like Janaris Robinson or – or Emmett Rice. I mean, I think Emmett Rice is, is, yeah, has yeah. been an older guy that's really bought in. And sure, if, if if any those guys can come back another year if they want to. I don't know whether or not whether or not Mike Norvell wants them to. Would it be appealing because of what you see the future? Like, if you would that appeal to you? Future when you were just a good college. That's player what I'm saying. Those kinds of guys to get drafted, I suppose. Sure. It beats having to go get like a real job, right? You get to play <laughs> football for another year. You know, you get to be fed for free. Um, yeah, I, I would see, I certainly, I think would be appealing for, uh, if you're not going to have an NFL future, maybe both those guys think they do, but if you're not, then yeah, why wouldn't you? Mike writes, Hey guys, what an impressive win for the Knowles on Saturday. The first half was awesome. The Knowles looked like a totally different team than we've seen up to this point. The second half, not as much. However, I'm looking at the effort on both offense and defense as wins for, even though we had a, had to fight until the end, uh, we didn't score in the second half. We moved the ball. Took time off the clock. By the way, there's a drive in which we don't score. We miss a field goal, but that's like six and a half minutes off the clock. Yeah. I think, and that's a huge drive, actually, because they were completely gassed on defense. That that drive was necessary. Sometimes I remember when uh, John Gruden took over in Tampa Bay and everybody knew that you rode with that defense. But one of the things that Gruden brought to the table with the offense was the ability to flip fields and possess the football so your defense didn't get exhausted. You know, you can get first downs when you get the ball at your 10. Take it out to the 50 or their 45 before you punt. Take five minutes off the clock. Make them drive the field. Those are really big plays. They don't show up on the scoreboard, but it, it helps you win football games. And those kinds of drives are absolutely vital. Jordan Travis really helps you do that a lot, too. Just the ability to not take losses. So it, it, it pass plays called. It's not there. He gets four yards. Okay, we're still ahead of the chains. We can still get a first down here. He's huge with that. The thing is, it's the runs, like you know, I mentioned the third down runs earlier, like those on literally a few weeks. I mean, I know he's he lined up at quarterback the last two years, yeah. but he hadn't played in a football game since high school, really, in a, in times that mattered. And as a guy running the offense, it's just, I mean, it could be, it could be, okay, that's going to be what he is, 
or it could be, man, this could be the beginning of something really cool. I would yeah. say, I would say that, um, He'll learn even more too about situational football. Right. You know, the inter- the interception's terrible because it's on first down. It-, it can't happen. You can't throw that pick on first down. You can't force that ball. You're already out of the pocket. Throw it into the next area code. Well, he could have picked up five or six yards running. Yeah, or run it. But he's trying to make a play to answer. And yeah. I get it. You know, he's trying to answer. But it's first down, son. It's okay. Live to fight another day. But and that's, that's what, what Dillingham. That's what Dillingham told said too when we talked to him. He's like, look, that's supposed to be a play. He's wide. He's supposed to be wide open. If he's not wide open, you don't throw it. Yep. And again, that's that's the stuff we realize. Okay, we've known his name forever, but he yes. started two games in his career. Right. He doesn't have a lot of starting experience. What I liked though was the very next drive he had was that seven minute drive. Yeah. Which I don't think he completed a pass. I think Jakai Douglas might have dropped a little swing pass, but I don't think he completed a pass. But he still moved them down the field with his legs. He didn't shrink in the moment. He answered his worst play of the day by by having a drive that really, quite truthfully, should have ended the game. He put them in a position yeah. to go in the game, and then they he got a little banged up. Then they get the dumb false start when they're going to run for a first down on third and three out of the Wildcat. That's or the Wild Corb. How about Wild Corb? Let's just let's just stick with the goals. I, I'm gonna. We can't do the goals because Toa Feely doesn't see the field anymore. He, he, it's just he, webs. That was a one game thing. I think he'll be back. Okay, we got to have Toa Feely back but, on the field for the for the goals to take off. But man, how good is it? I mean, it's got to be invigorating. Going back to what we talked about earlier, to have a quarterback that's not going to beat you. I mean, you know, we'll see. There's plenty of games that, and you said he's going to see more challenges. But he is going to see more challenges. Yeah. But as of right now, you know, in those moments, since you know, we can go through the, the list of all-stars, whether it was DeAndre, Blackman, Horny. I mean, all those guys would melt in those situations. After throwing that interception, the way the momentum was shifting, how many guys would have just kind of folded? And, uh, you know, they, I, I think there's there's a lot of reasons to think he's going to get better. You know what it reminds me of is that DeAndre Francois' legacy here is complicated because I don't know that he would have folded. He was a tough SOB. Dude, the but Miami also, game down there when he – I mean, he yeah, just he gave them the game. He, well, the play call gave him the game, that's for well, sure. Uh, that's as asinine a play call as I've ever seen. But, yes, uh, listen, I don't love him. I was Mr. Get rid of him. But he was tough. I mean, we remember the old Miss game. We remember how many beatings he took and kept getting up and how many times he led Florida State back. He just wasn't a good leader. Well, you know what? The curious thing to me is – and what we'll never know is pre-injury versus after injury. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, you think back to that Michigan game, like we thought that that game was such a significant win. And he looked back at it, he completed like eight. That was in the Jimbo, eight or nine. Complete nine passes in this offense and still have a huge impact. Well, that's like, kind of what they're playing for. They don't want right. him to have to complete 20 passes. Which so, I think. ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Continuing with headliner questions. Ira, I cut you off before the end of the last segment. You going to add something? I was just going to say that the quarter, I think people are going to have to reconcile what a quarterback is for Florida State. Because this is the first time, because I still think some fans are seeing his numbers as a passer and thinking, well, this is not sustainable. You can't just go out there. But this is a completely different offense. Yeah, they're running the offense accordingly. That's what they are. You're not going to get big passing numbers. You're going to get splash plays, a lot of splash plays. But you're not going to get consistency. Uh, You know, you're not going to have a guy go 22 of 30 for 
you know, 301 and two touchdowns. That's not what he's there to do. He, you have to cater the entire, and they are. You have to cater the entire offense, and it's all predicated on him running the football, staying ahead of the chains, and then that creates the open looks that he gets. And listen, North Carolina was on their heels all night because of it. You know, it, it, they had to have been infinitely frustrated because even when they made the right play defensively, he makes a guy miss and buys more time and creates plays down the field. You can't cover forever. If he's going to make you miss on a blitz, you're in trouble. You know, and that, that's where those splash plays come, and he does make a lot of people miss. Yeah, he's he's, well, it's also two weeks in a row he's had essentially 300 yards of offense. Yeah. that's yeah. that's It just looks different than Sam Howell's 300 yards of offense. Right. Nathaniel writes, rallying to the ball with gang tackling, playing as a unit, all behind a defensive line, aggressively getting off the ball with want to. What sorcery is this? Please <laughs> let this be here to stay as a byproduct of buy-in and additional comfort and scheme. Just isn't a blip resulting from a chip on the shoulder and hearing all week about how they'd surely be embarrassed by North Carolina. No, I think that the buy-in's there. I think you saw it against Notre Dame. The buy-in was there. They had guys in position to make plays. They didn't make plays, which led to huge yardage, especially in the first half. But if they hadn't had buy-in, A, they wouldn't have kept coming back in that game offensively, and B, defensively, they wouldn't have made the stand at the end of the game. They're bought in. They're bought in. They're not always good, but they're bought in. I think that's accurate. Which is the most important thing right now. Sure. It gives you a chance each week. Mike writes, isn't it about dadgum time? FSU got a little luck on their side to pull out a victory to save Travis from his hits each game. Should Norvell start using Wren and or Jay for a few of these quarterback runs? Both played quarterback in high school. Well, you know, it's fine. On our message boards, people are mad about the Wildcat to Corbin. Some people felt like they should have left. Why why are you going to take out Travis to go to the Wildcat? Somebody else. But, I mean, he was banged up at that point. So, you know, yeah, know. but also I think in that instance where it's third and three, and that's the game. The game's on the line if you score a touchdown right there. You're going to go for it on fourth down if you don't get it. You're thinking two straight Wildcat snaps to Corbin. If it goes like it's gone all season, we'll get we'll net you You're three or four it. yards. Yeah. You're getting a first down. And you just don't want Travis necessary hit. That kid kids just get missed. Any issues about returning to Louisville? Do we need to prep the refs for the I'll teach you a lesson late hits on a running running quarterback? Uh, hashtag targeting for that ass. I think he left there on good terms. I don't think there's – I don't think anybody's – I don't think – you just see how people like him as a kid. I, I don't think anybody, when he left, thought, oh, screw Jordan Travis. And he wasn't a big-time recruit. He was just another dude there. Now, so, Chubba Purdy might be a different – because he was like <laughs> their guy. Yeah, that's uh, possible. Yeah, they might not. That's yeah, man. Louisville, Louisville might not have a lot of love for whoever's playing quarterback for Florida State. I don't State. care. I hope we stomp that ass. They lose to us every year, even when we're terrible. So, and Willie swept their ass. Yeah, Willie, um, that's a bad look for Satterfield. Chris writes top five petty reasons this victory was so sweet. Number five, game day crew going five for five on UNC picks. Four, True. Jennings watched the game after committing to UM and realizing how cold Ann Arbor is. Three, Sam Howell's face. Two, Sam Howell's dad's face. One, Sam Howell and his dad <laughs> realizing that even when UNC is up, is as up as possible and we're as down as possible, he still made the wrong choice. Screw them, go Knowles. Nice. All right. Old Benedict Howell. There we I go. Think, uh, so I think some FSU fans are uh, sharing that sentiment. Here we go. Uh, we have Charlie writing in the beginning of the game. I was hoping that Warren Thompson would hit the transfer portal at halftime, but he kind of redeemed himself. Fitzgerald, the kicker, however, can leave. Can we not find this? I love how impatient we are with kickers. Get him out. Uh, 
That's a I wrap. Will, I will say I, I may have said screw this Fitzgerald kid a few times uh, while watching the game on Saturday. I have no patience for kickers that Corey knows. And um, you could be good and I hate you. Yeah. And so we can't have this nonsense. You also, if you got to miss, man, how about hitting it upright at least? Make us think you're, you're close to dialing it in don't almost kick it out of the stadium sideways you can't have that from 36 yards or whatever that was no it, it, it was uh troublesome uh i know that somebody told me <laughs> this made me laugh and he's a legend so i don't mean to call him out but somebody was listening to the game on the radio and said that gene thought it went through and was like and it's good that all's lead whatever he, and oh, he's, he's kept saying that it was good as they were getting ready to north carolina was about to take the field he's he must have missed it, William Floyd. And so, like, like, in, yeah. was still stunned that it didn't go through. But you know, in fairness to Gene, that should have gone in, Gene. Yeah, you, and Florida State's like kickers. That, you know, you'd like to assume that's going to go through. Yeah, this is it's place kicker. You, they don't usually miss the short ones. Butch writes, "Good day, boys." Travis took a few good hits Saturday night against the Tar Heels. To this point. Uh, to the point that he couldn't even move his left arm. Was there any discussion yesterday from the coaches about altering their play calling to lessen the ass beating that Travis takes? To me, it looked like the coaches were willing to keep Travis on the field no matter the pain he was dealing with to avoid having to go to the backup option. Butch, that, that is that the is, We don't have is, a choice. That is accurate. Yes, you yeah. summarize you summarize the situation perfectly. I mean, yeah. if he if he's willing to go back in the game, that he has to go back in the game. Butch, I dare say if his arm breaks, you just say, are you all right? We got to. I also, if he's not willing to go back in the game, he's still going back in the game. Yeah. You're pushing like, him out there. Yeah. Like Norvell looks over at like Dix and, and uh, Travis J. Like, get him out there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin, dragging. Marvin, push <laughs> him out there. Pick him up. I'd be like, Jordan, you don't understand. Look over here. I have zero. I know your lung is collapsed. this nicholas writes seymour this is more fun after a big win gentleman mac brown in his post-game interview said all we were lacking is confidence as we had good players which brought their play they uh which whatever he's trying to say here my question is what is the fsu 2020 ceiling how good can we be with jordan travis and this defense getting better thanks for all you do on the front lines man including the one with hair oh thank you i appreciate that i would say the first half is the ceiling that's as good as you can play, uh, I would think. And, and you're probably not going to see that again this season. Yeah, you might. I mean, there'd be stretches, but yeah, maybe not for a whole half because, again, there's a reason you lose games. You Bad teams do bad – string together some bad plays. Um, it's hard to be consistently good when you're not good. But you have seen the ceiling, I think. I'm going to mention Florida State's going to blow Duke out, boys. They're going to blow yeah. Duke out. This is the worst I've seen from Duke in years. They are awful. We're going to beat their ass. And I think as you as you see this season starting to play out, now Florida State's making a lot of improvement, but you're starting to see like what people's perceptions are like of those early season wins that some people had or the way they looked in certain games now don't look very good. I mean, there's a couple – like I think Duke early this year, I think people thought would be better, maybe would be better than they are, and they're, they're, they're awful. Uh, Syracuse yeah. – Goes and gets beat by Liberty. Um, uh, soundly, they were actually underdogs. That's embarrassing, Syracuse. You were an underdog to Liberty. Sorry, asses. Get out of the conference. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. 
Fred writes, fellas, I know we're going to talk about all the boneheaded mistakes and plays that didn't go our way, which allowed UNC to get back in the game in the first place. But the way I see it, those drops on that final drive that sealed the win for the Knowles was the culmination of three years' worth of breaks that didn't go our way. The defense played hard the last drive and had great defensive stands erased by unbelievable offensive plays. We've been on the receiving end of so many bad breaks recently. Damn it, we deserve this one. That's true, Reed. That's Agreed. true. Agreed. And I will say, you know, what what should be more encouraging about even some of those touchdowns in the second half that North Carolina had, you didn't just give them to them. They went out and made great plays. What are you going to do? A kid caught a ball between his legs. He caught it with his knees falling down. Like, he's also the kid that dropped the pass at the end. So that that was karma coming back. But, like, um, his touchdown like, in the – he had a touchdown in the third quarter going the other way that was incredible catch. I mean, yeah, that, that they made some Sam, – Sam Howell made some – Freaking awesome yeah. throws. That kid's good. It, remember, like, the, the Miami game where they didn't have to do anything special at all. Just here you go. Here you go. A little dink and dunk, dink and dunk. And then Notre Dame just the seas parted. Um, for the in the Jacksonville State when they moved, it wasn't like they did anything extra special. It was just easy. At least these times you made them go make plays. Now they made them, but you made them go make plays. Paul writes, What's up? The good, the bald, and the UGA? Jordan Travis running style is interesting to me. He does not appear to have lightning speed. A, I have deceptive speed. I'm much slower than I look. <laughs> does he have the opposite kind of deceptive speed? Or B, does he just have great vision? Like, can he just spot the first down marker like in the driving rain? I can still spot the glowing hot now sign at the donut shop. Or C, does he just really understand geometry and angles better than someone like, say, Kyler Hall? Keep Ooh. up... Oh, taking yeah, a shot at Kyler Hall. That whole question was really well done. So. Yeah, well done. Well done, Paul. Um, I'm especially proud of the way I read that. Nailed his intent. You did. Uh, so well, you probably practiced that since this morning. 5 a.m. 5 yeah, a.m. Up early. I was up with the roosters, Corey, to read the questions. <laughs> good. Want to make sure we got it all done. Uh, actually, uh, Paul, we'll just let your question stand as is because it was well done. We don't really need to answer it. I think we see he's got great vision. He sets things up well, and he's the fast one, enough. One small thing I wanted to say is he had a where, like, he's fast. He's not Jackson fast, yeah. but I think who is? But I think he's fast. I think he's he a is. guy that if he gets a hole, I mean, we saw, we seen it last year against Boston College. If he gets a hole, yeah, no, he's not slow. He's yeah. not slow, yeah. Um, Corey, I, I meant to, before I take any more questions, I figure I got to bring it up. I, I thought about you the other night. You all right? You hanging in there, buddy? Oh, okay? for the, the Bravos. Look, buddy, it's not like I was stunned. It's not like I was holding out hope. Um, yeah. I, the thing that bothers me, going back to the North Carolina, like if if the Braves had just run the bases like – you know, a good high school team. Children. Yes. If they'd have just been like a, a, a competent high school team and run the base as well. And you still lost because the Dodgers just hit another home run in the ninth inning and just cry. You're like, okay, well the Dodgers are awesome, but you don't give them outs. That's yeah, all the, that that's the only happened. thing that bothered me. So it's three to two Braves, second and third, nobody out. All right. Did you see that play? Yeah. Yeah. It's base running like children. And when it happens, yeah. and Justin Turner pivots after making the diving tag and throws to third to get the easy out. I I almost called you to say turn it off. This game's over. 
Oh, uh, yeah. It's over. Like, that's the kind of thing that portends of, of a loss for sure. And you know it, right? You're an Atlanta yeah. fan. You know that's a loss. That's what's – and moreover, you know it's a loss by one run. Well, the only thing that gave me hope was in the bottom of the inning, the, the Dodgers struck out with the bases loaded. And I'm like, okay, well, now they're a little deflated. Maybe, but no. They, have, they bring some slappy off the bench that fouls off five pitches and then hits a 450-foot bomb because why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't I also, he? I also like Mookie, Bet, Mookie Betts just stealing. Yeah, your and then Mookie Betts is, I mean, come on, man. Why is he even in the National League? Well, at least at least that he is playing to his, his skill set. At least he's doing something he's yeah. always done. It's not some slappy hitting a 450-foot home yeah. run. Yeah, but then the Bellinger at bat, it's like that's our best reliever, and he's painting the black on two two pitches, and he's just fouling them off like he's Pete Rose or Brett Butler. Like, I'm just going to foul these off. I can't get extended. I, I can't I can't put this ball in the play hard. I'm just going to – who does that? The Braves certainly don't. He's and player. then he gets a pitch he can he, drive, and he hits it out of the stadium. He hits it to another state. He, dude, he, he pimped that. Oh, yeah. like, oh. hey, 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 he deserved it. By the way, that pimpage was one of the best pimpages of thought, all time. He had like he a conversation with people at home playing. Like, oh, I just hit that ball, everybody. Look at that thing. Look at that. I thought, I thought he was going to walk around the bases. I, I got him walking, walk. too. I was like, this is amazing. Look at this guy. It's been 10 minutes. Look at that's the one. That's the one home run celebration we haven't seen yet, like a walk-off, where the dude literally just walks around the bases and it takes him four and a half minutes. I want somebody to centipede around the bases. Yeah. <laughs> and the umpires have to hang out there the whole time to yeah, see if he actually gonna... if his crotch goes over the base. He's just centipeding if across he, everything. If he thrust on second. <laughs> He's exhausted by the time. He... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean writes. So this one is for Ira and Jeff. When I text you before the game, I'm calling an upset tonight, and I have absolutely no facts to back that up. Did you think I was nuts? Hashtag original elite headliner. No, I thought you were hopeful, Sean. I thought you were hopeful. He was. It was a good text too. He's like, I'm calling it. We're winning, but I have no. Yeah, he said this. Told him that. Vince, would you make it to the second half? Seriously, great program. When these guys are slowly learning how to win. Yeah, they are hanging there. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm on record of saying what I've said for a long time now about a certain player. I'm not going to do it anymore. Apparently, his feelings are getting hurt as it is. So I'll say this, man. That 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 I'll take that he hit. Did a great play. He did make a great play. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that hit across the middle. That's the first. How many times have we seen them separate a ball from a receiver? Yeah, that doesn't ever happen. Yeah. It was nice. That was nice to see. Frederick writes, "Fellas, writing to you from Buckeye Country up in Columbus, Ohio. Can Norvell give the marching Chiefs a chance to smash the rock?" They had my TV rocking for real. They were incredible on Saturday night. Anyways, so is Travis our guy, right? Regardless of how quickly Chubba recovers and learns the offense, Travis has earned the right to lead the team for the rest of the lost season. Well, we'll see. I mean, he's earned the right certainly to start this weekend and next, and we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, if something were to happen and he plays terribly, you, you may want to give Chubba a look. We'll see. Yeah, I think they're going to ride with Travis for the duration until if he gets hurt. Yeah, if he's healthy. But yeah. – uh, you know, give it a little. T- we hey, we all criticize FSU's administration for a lot of different reasons over the years, but actually, last give week, a lot of reasons to do so. Last week, after the Notre Dame game, because Notre Dame had their whole band there, and I think there was a feeling that man, they they kind of had an impact in that game. You know, just because it it adds something. In Florida State, like a lot of schools went with, has gone with like a half band, 
because of social distancing. And right. well, this, they decided like, we need the full band there. It does make a difference. And we need to get the students at the game because no students came to Jacksonville state. They, they made the stricter policies about testing. Well, they were bitter. They were pissed off. Well, but also they, they made things. So anyway, the administration made a concerted effort to make that a better atmosphere and it was successful and it helped. I'm not saying it's why they won, but it was it was smart and it did play a role. I, I, I can't think, wait till Norvell before the Clemson game is like, I want eighty three thousand strong <laughs> in that stadium. <laughs> this thing isn't real. The like governor opened Mullen. it up. Yeah. Oh wait, I've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful, wasn't it? The, the poetic justice of that when that happened. A, how quickly his administration made him walk it back, and then yeah. less than twenty four hours after walking it back, he announces he has it. I'm like, oh, there you go, dumbass. As long as he's healthy, but like, or stay, you know, doesn't get sick, sick. But it's like, golly, it was so petulant too. Like we lost, oh, and they had a big, they had a big <laughs> crowd, and that's why we lost, and that's not fair. Yeah. LSU, you're going to see, oh, never mind, my whole team has COVID. I Believe guess we it. can't play. Yeah, and so do I. Now yes, I, and I do too. Thanks and a lot, it had A&M. nothing to do with the fact that we haven't tackled anybody on defense all year. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas writes, bald brethren and silver fox, possibly a Seymour here. Jeff didn't deem my question worthy enough to read on the air last week. I'm mm. not butthurt about that at all. But if he had... He would have read how optimistic I was after the Notre Dame game. I really felt like I had seen drastic improvement in a mere few weeks, along with a clear-cut buy-in by most players, despite getting gashed in the gr- on the ground. With that said, how much does this result change your guys' philosoph- uh, philosophies about what is realistic for the season that remains? Will this turn out to be merely a positive blip in the season of mediocrity? or something we look back on as a turning point in the Norvell era? Uh, era? P.S. You guys are truly the best. You already knew that. Keep up the incredible work. Hashtag crying Jordan for that ass. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, no, duh, we are the best. Everybody does know that. Corey, we talked about that. I mean, we did talk about it yesterday on Jeff's show that, that, like, the signs were there. You just didn't know. You couldn't say that they were going to really pay off because we've seen – people have been hopeful before these last few years. This is the, fir- this is the first time, like, those signs actually did mean something. Because uh, you can go back and, like, his point, you can definitely say there were signs in that game. But, like, the last play against Notre Dame wouldn't have mattered if they came out and played good, like, crap this game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, but I think there's – it can be a positive blip in a mediocre season. I mean, I think we still, by Florida State standards, even last – a sign of a turnaround of things to come. I just think, again – Yeah. How many strides they made in three weeks? They made more strides in three weeks than in three years. So and you, extrapolate it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It, from a three, you know, ten thousand foot level, you wouldn't say a six and five season for Florida State's a good season or even a decent season. But buddy, but, when you start the way you started, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I don't think anybody, if they get the six wins. Nobody's even going to be talking about what happened those first three games. Absolutely, people are going to be so fired up about. And it's also it's a different it's a different season. It's it's pre it's pre Jordan. It's BJ. Uh, let's go with another. Yeah, let's it's pick something else. BT, BT, and PT. Post? So before Travis, post. yeah, then post. Well, not post Travis because that implies that he's not playing anymore. Guys, no. let's just go to the next question. I thought oh. you were going to bring up the victory sausages again there for sure. <laughs> Sorry, oh, folks. Some victory sausage again this week. Uh, <laughs> you give it a shot. I, I feel shot? like that's what that's kind of be going to be our calling card moving forward. A little victory. Let's sausage. hope you everybody, all of our listeners, get more chances. 
our 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 uh, your girlfriend and our wives are gonna be like, what's the score? And she's up by twenty one. Oh boy! Did you, did you see the guy? The guy tweeted at us the other day. And he said, "What's the opposite of pity sex?" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a victory sausage. <laughs> ben, 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 listen to me. You need to print the t-shirts up. Yep. Get the t-shirts done. Yep. The, the victory sausage. Victory sausage. <laughs> and then make sure you have a sausage that kind of looks. No, don't do it. Don't, don't get gross. Don't get gross. Uh, we'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hang in. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, rapid fire on a few of these. we got to get to some folks. Ryan writes, what would it take for each of you to consider Travis the quarterback of the future? He does have three years of eligibility left. Seems like he has the ability to run a spread option scheme, uses his legs well, and he can only continue to grow as a passer. Um, yeah, I never think he'll be an elite passer. Doesn't need to be. He can just continue to improve. I agree with that, Ryan. I think as long as he's winning, nobody would have a problem with him being the quarterback of the future at the same time. That style of play, and given how small he is, Chubba better be ready because I have a feeling Jordan's going to always be battling the injury bug given that style of play. I love him. I hope he continues to play well. Uh, I really don't care who starts a quarterback for Florida State. If they're winning games, then that's the person I want starting for Florida State. So uh, I'm not beholden to any one recruit. Uh, but I do think that if you're going to play that way and that's going to be your offense and that's your identity, you got to prepare for the idea that you're going to need more than one quarterback because those guys are going to get hurt. Well, he needs to also not be 30 yards downfield trying to throw blocks. Uh, and that was ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Was, hey, he got in that guy's way. He tried to block the guy. The, and the guy, the guy. Hey, hit, it's fine. He got in his way. Hit. If Pokey would have made the block he was supposed to make, that would have been a touchdown. Uh, Blair Pokey R- just sprinted by the dude that he should have blocked, like literally like a, a track star. <laughs> Blair writes, what's up, guys? No question. Jordan does amazing things for this team and is tough as nails. What's improve on game there were a couple that you're like yeah that wasn't great but you don't remember a lot of times where like man if he was just a better passer that's a well, that's six points again, they're not going to ask yeah him to, that's mean, what i'm saying so the th- but the throw to pokey the 55 yard pass or whatever that was he's rolling to his right evading pressure and throws it across his body and leads him perfectly to the field but he also has a throw that takes an hour to get there. That the Helton, the Helton one, yeah. yeah. Um, so but again, he's, he, at least he's throwing it. He sees a guy, he gets a guy, the, the scramble drill, he sees a guy open and he, and he gets it enough to him. That's a great play by Helton. But yeah, that, that I would say the Helton pass is the one where you're like, eh, if you lead him, that's, a, that's probably a here's, touchdown. Here, here's the thing. That's hard so to many do. Th- but there are so many things he has to be good at to be successful in terms of like making the reads of the line, which apparently he's doing a really good job of in terms of his running ability, the way he handles his own read, which he's a natural at. There are so many things and he's a good enough passer. If he was a great passer, well now, I mean, he'd be the first pick in the draft. So, I mean, like, let's just, you know, I mean, he's, he's great at a lot of things. He it's, I think it's going to be okay if he's a C plus or B in one of them. Um, it's just okay to say what he is, right? I mean, and cater your offense around it. There's nothing wrong with that. And there are yeah, plenty but, of guys that, you know, that don't do things exceptionally well in every facet of the game. That's fine, as long as they can do something really well that you can build around. And that's what he is. Uh, Brett writes, Corey, thank you for sacrificing the Atlanta area on the sports altar so FSU could actually win a game. I did not do that. I never made that that agreement with anyone. I was happy that Florida State won, but it would be cool if the Braves had won too. Timothy writes, another question I just thought of. Instead of the third and Kelly, are we working towards a second and fuller? How many drives 
have, have teams had second and 15 or 20 only to be converted. Seriously, though, I see progression. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a work in progress on defense, guys. So that's that's going to it's gonna take some time. Our linebackers aren't going to get appreciably better anytime soon. We're going to have to get some some new ones. Yeah, new blood. That's why the, that's why the Jennings decommit kind of really hurts you. That was, maybe that maybe was he'll come in right back. That was fascinating. My man goes, you know what? I need to pump the brakes here on this recruitment. I need to reevaluate some things. I didn't get to take my visits. Right, so right. let me just kind of sit back and reconsider. And then 48, 48 hours later, I'm committed to Michigan. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. You took a trip to Michigan in the last 48 hours? Yeah. yeah how was this happening? How was the weather up there? That was, yeah. uh, that was interesting. That's called lying. Well, yeah, you know, very frustrating. Uh, James writes, gentlemen, Saturday was the most fun I've had in Doak in a few years. It was nice seeing the defensive line generating some pressure for a change. With that development, should Kando consider moving to wide receiver? That might have been the most athletic touchdown grab FSU's seen in a while. Oh, come on. We've had some guys make some big catches in the end zone. All jokes aside, who will step up at wide receiver with Terry out? Well, it has to be, you know, helping Ontario Wilson. But I really want to see Jordan Young step up. I really want to see. They have some guys athletically that can step up there. Um, help. we've been saying for however many years now, Warren Thompson, who made one catch here, and that's – we were so excited to see that one catch. We acted like it was the greatest play we'd ever seen. Hey, but he made it. It was a big the nice, play, biggest play of his career. The yeah, nice he, thing about it is he didn't take the football and chuck it in the stands, yeah. which I might have thought he might have done. Uh, <laughs> Correct. That's for all the haters. Correct. Uh, but uh, that Kendo play, again, man, when you watch the replay, it's not that he reads the back initially, like, oh, I'm going to rush. Oh, I see the – no, as soon as the ball snapped, he sprints to where the running back is going. It is straight film study and learning as you go because they had run the play a few times and he recognized the set. That's a smart dude getting coached well. He sprints out to the side as soon as the ball is snapped. And he did look athletic catching it and running. I mean, like he did. <clears throat> an athlete. He looked like a. Well, he is athletic. He's just not yeah. twitchy. I mean, he's, he's athletic. He's just not twitchy. Marlon Ryan. Like okay. you. Correct. You were twitchy, though, weren't I you? Very twitchy at one time. Not so twitchy anymore. No, you're so old. Twitchy. The twitch has so died down a little bit. The twitch has stopped altogether. Now it's just cracks. It yeah. makes weird sounds and it hurts to do. Yeah. I'm creaky, not twitchy. Uh, <laughs> Arlen writes, okay, gents, so Coach Norvell wasn't lying about Travis, sky is the limit, but what in the heck was Willie, Walt, and Kendall thinking not playing the kid? His passing game should be so advanced by now. It would be us with a number five next to our name. Thanks, Jeff, for reading all of our rants and thank the sponsors for allowing it as well. Love the show. Um, somebody, uh, some, somebody, somebody told me they read on a message board somewhere that, uh, I don't think it was on our boards, but somewhere that uh, they thought that uh, Jordan was tanking to get Willie fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, I just think you can't appreciate how dynamic a runner he is until you see it in physical contact in a game where he's trying to be tackled. You, yeah. In a green jersey, it just doesn't do, do it justice. There's no way if they'd have run that play that he scored on in the first drive. There's no way, there's no way if they'd have run that play in practice and it gets blown up. You can't assume – oh my gosh, well, Jordan, you would have made that a 23-yard touchdown. You'd have been mad at your offensive lineman. You just don't – you can't you can't know until you see it because he's in a green jersey. And or the – yeah, or the spin the spin in the hole. I mean, yeah. or – or or because if he did it, the line, what the linebacker would say after that play is, man, if you were live, I would have lit you up. Yeah. And then, and then the uh, – um, yeah, just – and then you wouldn't have tailored your offense. You never would have tailored your offense, as Jeff's saying – around a kid that you don't believe in to this extent. Right. So he right. had to he had to run their normal offense. 
Right. Which, and then also, like, he's not Lamar Jackson fast. We're like, you could watch Lamar Jackson take a snap out of the shotgun and go, oh, my God. Who could nobody can tackle that guy? Whether he's in a green jersey, no jersey, six jerseys, it wouldn't matter. You're not tackling him. Jordan Travis doesn't jump off the field like that quite athletically. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh my God, we got to get this dude on the field. Still, I blame them. How could you give us James Blackman and Alex Hornibrook all of last season when that you had this guy at your disposal? Just it's crazy. And now now uh Bryles is getting to coach Felipe Franks. He went from James Blackman to Felipe Franks. And they're winning. They're win- Didn't they win that game? Didn't they Arkansas beat Arkansas won again. And Arkansas's new coach is one of my favorite people on earth. I love that dude. He was obviously a great offensive line coach at Georgia. He's doing tremendous work. Their buy-in is unbelievable. And I've won a lot of money off of Arkansas so far this year. Big Suey. Baby. I love it. Um, last two. Colin writes, Corey, is atlanta the new clemson Sorry for your loss. <laughs> Guys, are you afraid of a letdown game traveling to Louisville for a sleepy nooner? Corey, you uh, can answer the first part. Well, again, Atlanta Ing has been around a lot longer was, than Clemson Ing. I was going to say. This, has been, was, this yeah. isn't my DNA. It's my blood. I was a teenager when we started feeling this. Um, and then, again, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, uh, what do you say? A let up? A letdown game. Again, they're underdogs. They're underdogs, yeah. Yeah, so I don't. we can't call it a letdown game if they lose. If they competitively lose, it's just, oh, well, you lost the coin flip. You want them to play well and win by four touchdowns, but I don't necessarily think that's in the cards. No I'm pun not, intended. I'm not going to get close to everybody here, but real quick, those drops didn't happen on their own, writes Matthew. I'm theorizing it was a steady seminal wind. Can any of you Ooh. confirm? Yes. Confirm. Yes. <laughs> they felt it. Mac Brown felt that seminal wind. It was blowing all night long. Is uh, is Sweet Pea finally going to give us an hour number two? No. Uh, Brett writes, how Clemson. If they beat Clemson, I'm on record. Oh, so, I hope. So, so the front of the T-shirt is just the victory sausage, and then the back says, blow, blow, Seminole win? Oh, just says, blow, so, blow. No, <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, on, no that's too, it's too that's on the crass. nose. Yeah, that's crass. Yeah, it's way too crass. We're trying to have a... Uh, uh, you know, a family show here, man. Two on the nail is right. That's that's right. It was so blunt. I don't know where I was. So I was pitching a perfect game, and then I let that slip. <laughs> blow it. You blow it. Uh, for Corey Clark and Iris Chappelle, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for listening, everybody. It was a lot of fun. We'll talk to you again next week. Be well. Peace. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.